Hi there. Welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson, the show that celebrates the everyday legends who put in the hard work to become who they want to be and live the life they want to live. For people who understand that when we practice compassion and find wisdom within ourselves, we find success and happiness. Join me in hearing amazing stories from everyday individuals who have found incredible personal and professional growth through varied and, at times, wild methods of self-improvement and self-responsibility, and through their unique perspectives and work, have gone on to better the lives of those around them. From nurturing health to growing your wealth, or enjoying the present to crafting your future, no aspect of life is off-topic. G'day, everyone. Question for you. What does leadership mean to you? What are the traits of a leader in your mind? What behaviors does a leader present? And what values and virtues do they possess and take action by in their life and in their workplace? These are the questions that we answer in today's podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Bruce Jones. Bruce Jones is the New Zealand General Manager for Foundspace. One of Bruce's roles is implementing leadership throughout the Foundspace team across Australia and New Zealand. Bruce started out leading teams from the early age of 21, graduating Ducks of the Class at a leadership course endorsed by Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Has grown a large team whilst growing A1 business fit-outs with his brother, and now works in a position of leadership at Foundspace. In this conversation, we explore the behaviors of a leader and what true leadership is. And we discuss a feedback process to help with providing healthy feedback to others in the workplace or at home. This is a powerful conversation on how to step into more leadership in your life. There's some great stories. We have a good amount of fun in this podcast and it's a really energizing conversation. And so I give you Bruce Jones. Bruce Jones, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here, mate. Alex, I am so excited. <laughs> I think I think this is the first actual podcast I've recorded. You and I have done a like a webinar before, mm. but so far as podcast concerned, uh, this is the first actual podcast I've done. So I'm yeah pumped to be here. Uh, it's good to have you here. I actually watched that uh, that webinar that we did the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, I think it was like 2018 or something like that. Yeah, it would have been 2018. Yeah. yeah. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, oh, we did a good job. I thought it was okay. Like we're totem, we're, like we still are amateurs, that's for sure. But <laughs> like you've had a lot more experience at, at this than than me. And yeah, I, th- I thought it was okay. I, I watched it back yeah, a little while ago too. It was probably like three months ago, I think, that yeah. I, I kind of watched it back and thought, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like- if we added some value to somebody's to somebody's life in some way, that's great. And, you know, we have a bit of fun at the same time, I think. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think, like, it was actually really dense with information. Like, there was good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the aesthetic of it wasn't, wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people could see us now, they'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say, ironically, we're in the same office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, next time we do it, we'll we'll video it, and we're going to be in a we're going to be in a really cool spot, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Let's make sure we do that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think last time we really we kind of just kind of just went by the seat of our pants, mm. and you know I don't know it kind of worked. So mm. maybe we'll do a, kind of a little bit of that this time too. 
There's always a bit of seat of the pants when doing a podcast, you know? Yeah. Like you can have things prepped and, and questions ready and, and themes that you want to explore, mm. but um, sometimes it can all go to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the pleasure of, of conversations with amazing people like yourself. Thank um, you. And that's a good segue, actually. I wanted to have you on today because we've worked together for a long time at Found Space and a real theme that's come through that from you and something I've learned a lot from you has been around leadership and around kind of stepping into your power and, and being yourself and leading others, you Thank know, you. showing them the way, you know. And I wanted to have a conversation around that because at Found Space, it's one of our one of our main values, but also in life, I have this belief that we're all a leader in our own way, mm. you know, and although it can be scary to step into that leadership, sometimes uh, we do lead other people even without knowing it sometimes and it could be in a big way or it could be in a small way but it is a part of what it is to be human you know and so I think it's a really exciting conversation now today yeah yeah look it, it is and you know it, it's kind of something that I maybe intuitively maybe not intuitively but for like since I was even at a very young age uh, you know working I remember I was uh, I was about 14 years old and I was doing a, a morning early morning paper round and it was, uh, you know, I used to get up at, I don't know, crazy time, whatever it was, five o'clock and, you know, you'd go to the paper shop and you'd load up your papers and, you, and you'd deliver, you know, 100 newspapers, rain, hail or shine. And there was a guy that used to count the newspapers for all, there was like 14 paper rounds or something, right? right, right. And there was another guy working there that used to uh, count all the papers and magazines for the for the sub news agents. So, you know, back in the day they were called milk bars, right? And so... And I thought, yeah, that'd be really cool because that guy doesn't have to go out in the in the pouring rain, and he gets to work in the shop at the end of that part of the shift, right? Right. So I thought, mm, how do I get that? So somehow, like, I intuitively I knew I had to kind of step up, right? And I'd take on an extra round if need be, and that sort of because that was another role of that person. They were kind of called the spare. So if some, so I kind of just jumped into that and. You know, that was my start of my kind of retail career, I think. <laughs> but I back then even when I think about it and you go back and connect the dots, you kind of go, hmm, I kind of maybe just knew that um, that was a good thing to do. Mm. And I've kind of let my intuition kind of lead me, I suppose, that kind of gut feeling, like what's the next step, you know? Yeah, so kind of maybe jumped into leadership as soon as I, you know, as soon as I felt it was kind of right for me, mm. yeah. Power of the gut feeling, huh? Never put that thing aside. <laughs> Never put it aside. You know, I think it's been like it's actually been scientifically proven now that it's like it's a real thing. That yeah. first feeling that you get when making a decision is often like the one that comes from the gut. It's mm. the right one mm. because then what happens? It goes to the heart and then the head takes over and we know what happens then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all goes to shit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's really cool. So – what I want to cover today is um, we've done some leadership sessions with our team here and I wanted to share that with um, the Finding Space audience because I think it's a really cool little workshop, if you will, to go through. Yep. So for everyone listening, like grab a pen and a paper or make some mental notes if you're in mm. the car, you know, as we kind of go through this because we're going to go through a few 
kind of questions and 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 I guess thought provoking um, statements and things to to really think about leadership in a in a different way, perhaps or perhaps in a depth that we haven't really explored in the past. Mm, um, mm. So yeah, I'm in cool. your hands, mate. You can ask me all the challenging questions and and all the things, and I'll, I'll see where I get to. <laughs> right, thank you. Uh, and I suppose I'll just uh, as a bit of um, you know context, maybe a caveat that. Look, I'm a student, right, and and I will always be a student of of you know so many things. And I've learned, yes, through my own experience, and you know I've been in many leadership roles, but I've also learned from from books and you know I, you know more recently a lot of YouTube stuff. So uh, you know if you hear me say something that you may have heard from someone else, that's completely cool. So because I have, I've heard it from someone else. So. Uh, yeah, so we'll kind of. I just want to kind of frame that because you know I don't claim to be the expert. There's way more experts out there than me. But if we can, you know, Alex, I think the the key is here is you and I can kind of, kind of workshop this. But for the for the people that are listening, this is an opportunity for you to actually think about your own situation and are you stepping into leadership? Um, perhaps you're already in leadership. Is there something that you could do better? And there may be a trigger. And that's really cool. So if there's a trigger, like go ahead and explore that and, yeah, just step into it and have a bit of fun with it. So how does that sound? Cool. Sounds good, man. So one of the things that I wanted to, well, I suppose the main thing that we wanted to do today is just discuss what are, I suppose, by defining what is leadership, there's, you know, we could sit here and talk about that. But I think leadership, I think anything in life is defined by your actions, right? And just on a side note, knowledge is wonderful, right? And we're going to give you guys some knowledge today, I think, but knowledge isn't power unless you actually apply it. So the action is really what it's all about. So therefore, what are some of, uh, and this is the question to you, Alex, and we can discuss these things as we go through. What are some of the the behaviours that, that good leaders uh, may demonstrate? So, and as we go through these, if there's anything that, you feel that, and and I'll do the same, uh, there's an area that you could improve on. Perhaps we can kind of unpack that a little bit more and that may kind of add some more value to uh, to the podcast, to the listeners. So what do you reckon? Oh, it's a big question. It is a big question. Yeah, I, I think when I think about it, sometimes I kind of split it into two areas, like this surface level kind of leadership, but then there's like true leadership. Mm. And maybe actually the surface level stuff therefore isn't leadership. I don't know. But when when I think about it on a surface level, I think it's like listening to others and kind of knowing what the next step is perhaps or the next the next move or the, the direction, having a vision, these kind of things. But ultimately, I actually think for me, leadership is like being authentic, you know, and it's being it's being resilient. And being open to change, and um, and being okay with not knowing the way sometimes, you know, because as a leader you can't always know <laughs> know the yeah. way forward. And being open about that, mm. you know, and I think it's being vulnerable more than ever. I think that's a really big piece. I think a leader is in, inspiring, uh, and yeah, I think there's like a within a leader there's like this congruency within them like they they have a set of virtues or, or values whatever they might be and and they stick to them and you know there's a great 
book I read recently, which is um, June, which was made into a movie. Mm. Um, and there's so much good stuff about leadership in there. And, and in one scene, um, the Atreides family were out looking at a, this thing, which was being attacked. It's a long story. And anyway, in the past, the people who used to rule that place would say, oh, f- like, forget about all of the um, people working on that vessel. Uh, save the vessel because that's what's worth money and that's what's important. Mm. Um, but in this instance, the Atreides family went down there and they said, no, no, forget about the vessel. We need to get all the people off off it to save them. You know, forget about what it's worth. That doesn't matter. We need the people. They're our family. They're our tribe, you know. Mm. And that to me is like a real sign of leadership, you know. It's it's having a family. As a leader, you have people that you look after or, or, or a bunch of people that are looking up to you, you know, and it's doing what's best for the tribe in that sense mm. or the family. That to me is a really deep sense of leadership as well, mm. you know, um, like valuing other people. In that case, it was people's life, but um, valuing other people in, in whatever sense it might be in a work environment, you know, like really working with the people on your team and those kind of things. So, yeah, there's a few things there, but um, to me that those are some of the essences of, of a leader. One of the things that uh, Simon Sinek, I think, says is that as, you know, if you're in a leadership position in an organisation, you don't have a head count, you have a heart count. Right. And that's kind of like what you were talking about there, right? Totally. Like that's that's what's important is is you're, you're dealing with um, – you're dealing with people and and that what you said before – I really liked when you spoke about like being vulnerable and not pretending to know everything, like because you're not necessarily the smartest person in the room, right? And to actually, I've one of the things that I've learned over the years is when you are in a meeting with your team is to actually just sit back and just listen and let them say what they've got to say and then ask the questions and it may appear like it may be a dumb question. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You can just sit... People respect that. Like that's just one of the little things. And and you you also said before that you you can't kind of buy that respect. You've just got to earn it. And you earn it by demonstrating those sort of behaviours, by, you know, accepting that you're not the smartest person in the room all of the time. Some of the time you might be, but you're not necessarily all of the time. And it takes some maturity to do that and it also takes um, – you've got to be sure about yourself, Right. And you got to be clear about who you are and where you want to go, and you know what it is that perhaps your purpose is. And once you've got that, all of these other things just kind of tend to come. And sometimes that can take a long time to really kind of grasp that. Uh, like for me, you know, I'm you know 55 years old, and I've been in you know basically leadership positions since I was since the milk bars mate well yeah since the milk bars but you know i mean i i remember when um i was working in retail and i was made the uh a manager of a store as the youngest ever manager uh, i was like a 20 i was just before i turned 21 actually and it was a it was a reasonably and i had you know, I think we turned over like $4 million a year in that store, which is that's, that's a reasonable size business, right? I mean, even today, that's not a bad size business, yeah. right? And every single person in that store was older than what I was. Like there was, you know, there was one guy who was like, he was like 50, I think. And I, again, I didn't even, I look, I had no idea what I was doing, Alex, honestly, because I had zero leadership training, right? The only thing that I knew, I remember when I was around that age, I read a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
if you haven't read it, read it. Like, um, that, cause that was a really, that was probably the first kind of personal development book that I read. And it's such a powerful thing. And I actually, I applied some of the things that I like, cause I, I mentioned before about knowledge, right? Um, and the application of the knowledge is that's what's power. And I applied some of those, you know, principles, I suppose, and values out of that book. And that's what served, that's something that served me well with those older people, right? They, they were, you know, like 20 years older than me, right? Most of the people that were working in that store. And that store was pumping. Like, I don't know how I did it, but I had that store pumping. And I think it was because I was not the smartest person. I was not the best salesperson in, in the room. I didn't know the products as well as what those are, but I didn't know the systems as well as what the team did, right? But I was surrounded with some really cool people and I just gave them space to be the best versions of themselves. And I think that kind of leads on to something else, doesn't it, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, and it kind of worked. And, you know, as I said, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but when I go back now and reflect, I've gone, hmm, that's kind of what happened, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. It was really good fun. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, there's so much good stuff in there and, I think it's also the nature of a leader is is having the awareness of that situation. Like you said, you know, you're, you're the youngest guy there. You had no experience. Um, but it sounds like you had a belief that you could do it mm. and you had that awareness of like, okay, well, I can't just come in and, and try and, you know, be smarter or faster or, or better than these people because they're just going to be like, well, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so you had to you had to allow them to do what they do best as, as well as possible and, and through that, therefore, you kind of become that person of – you become the leader for them, mm. you know, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of um, – yeah, and anyway, and I went on from there, and but I'm not going to go too much into into my. It's not about my story; it's about Gibby's. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, what other what other sort of behaviours do you think good leaders demonstrate, Alex? I think, uh, and this is one I struggle with. I think a good leader has patience. You know, uh, like really lo- t- take a while to, to to make a decision, and and then that's the decision. <laughs> you know, kind of well thought out, and and not not rushing. I'm definitely could do with some improvement in that area. <laughs> do you think do you think it's also patience in like when you're actually kind of dealing with something with someone, right? So you're dealing with one of your team, right? And whether uh, you know, for those of you listening, whether it's one of your team or whether it's the person sitting next to you at, at the you know, in the workstations, whatever wherever it is that you work, or the person working next to you in the shop, whatever it might be. You know, like you get in that situation and you I don't know, you need something done and you might know how to do it yourself, but you actually want to empower that person next to you or that team member to like come up with the, you know, come up with the solution themselves, right? Because you know that next time that you don't have to be, you don't have to worry about it because they're going to do it, right? Whereas if you just say to them, you know, okay, this is what we want to do. This is how you do it. Go and do it, right? You're probably going to have to repeat that process again and again and again. Whereas if you get the person to come up with the, solution themselves, A, they feel empowered, right? And, you know, B, they're just going to automatically do it again the next time, mm. you would hope. Mm. So patience, I think, is when you're in that situation, right? Yeah. Do you find that when that situation comes up, do you think that you're impatient sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you kind of deal with that? 
because it's it can be very easy for some for the other person to see that you are being impatient, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how do I deal with that? Um, oh, look, it's a good question. I think I think when I'm at my best, um, I I have that patience, mm. you know. And when I'm not, when I'm less stressed and I've done the work to to be in a good headspace, then I'm cool. You mm. know, it's all good. Um, but yeah, sometimes when I'm not in the in the best headspace or I, I'm a bit stressed out. Um, I have a tendency to go back to to just telling them how to do it or, or just doing it myself. Or just doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is a real unconscious kind of patterning of mine. Yeah. Um, although I've just brought it into consciousness. There you go. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I, I find if, I, if I've done kind of my own work and I'm in a good space, then, then I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. It's just something to be aware of. I know that that's one area that I can be better at, you know. Yeah. I think that awareness is really cool. And so maybe that then kind of, leads on to so if you're feeling that you're you know you're perhaps not in the right headspace to be kind of dealing with that particular situation in that way perhaps you're better off not mm. right perhaps you're better off you know you might only have to leave it for half an hour or you might have to leave it for a day or you might have to leave it for I, look and I look I realize there's urgency and things have to get done and um, you know, and sometimes leaders have to take charge too, right? Mm. That's that's the other thing that leaders have to do, right? Yeah. But if you're not kind of just being, you know, like autocratic all the time, that's completely fine, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so it's, it's again, that's that self-awareness, isn't it? It's so important. This episode is brought to you by Found Space. We are now open in Australia and New Zealand. Ready to make a change? Looking for infrared sauna? Make your home a place of wellness to live a longer and healthier life. Head to foundspace.com.au or foundspace.co.nz to learn more. Spend a bit of time listening to Craig Harper, mm-hmm. the U Project. Harps. Harps. Yeah. Good old Harps. And we, shout out to Craig. Should we just drop a few F-bombs in here? Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves the F-bomb. He does. And... So he's doing a PhD in, and I'll probably fuck this up, but mm. it's a PhD in what, a, as a human, am I like to actually be around? Mm. How are people feeling in my presence right now? And that's a really cool PhD, right? Yeah. So it's having that level of awareness which can really serve you well. What are some of the things that if you're not in that space of that awareness one of some of the things or one of the things that you might do to kind of bring you back into that space, Alex? Ooh, good one. Uh, well, at the moment, one thing that I'm practicing more and more is actually when I notice I'm in that space is to just actually go and sit in silence for a few minutes, right? Yeah. Because, because uh, when I'm not in that space, uh, sorry, when I'm in that bad kind of headspace, typically I'm in uh, fight or flight, like my nervous system is activated, you know, I'm tense. Um, there's a lot of stuff going through my head. So just like taking a few minutes in silence mm. um, is helpful. And I'm even trying to do that more and more through my day. We're in a world of uh, Zoom meetings and, and online meetings a lot right now. Yeah. And so I'm actually trying to break those up with just a few minutes of silence in between, like afterwards, you know, because – yeah, sometimes I don't do back-to-back video calls anymore, but yep. when, you, when you do back-to-back, it's very ungrounding. 
and you get to maybe two hours of, of meetings back to back and then you've, you've talked about all this great stuff but then you've got another meeting and, and you can't like actually just integrate what you've spoken about because mm. you've got this long list of things and you've been staring at a screen for two or three hours and it's just like, oh, you're in this weird place. So I'm trying to just um, have a few minutes of silence after each meeting. I'm not perfect at that routine yet, but I'm trying to do more of that. Um, So when I'm in that kind of not so great headspace, sitting a bit um, is quite good. And then I think just generally just doing the the other work as part of my day-to-day, you know, I talk a lot about like our health is – is the expression of how we spend our time. So if I want, if if I don't want to be so uh, tense and, and jacked up all the time, well, I need to do things to kind of counteract that to be more in my yin to, to calm myself down in mm. the evenings, in the mornings, throughout the day, etc. Yeah. Um, you so, meditate in the mornings normally. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Twenty minutes yeah. non-negotiable in the morning, yeah. um, and 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 I'm <laughs> I'm not great at doing 20 minutes at night as well. I'm getting better at it though, mm. trying to make that really consistent. Um, my meditation coach is just cringing if she's listening. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, meditation's a thing, but also um, even like chamomile teas I've found recently have been quite good. Oh, right. You know, even yeah. during the daytime, yeah. it just really relaxes me. Mm. Um, doing some breath work can be quite good too. And I don't mean like full three minute intense Wim Hof breath work. No, I just, well, well, that can have the opposite effect. Mind you. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, some other breath work you can do that actually brings you back to parasympathetic. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So just those kind of things. Um, the breath is the first thing to go when you're in a stressful mm. state. Yeah. You know, and what I, when I say go, I mean it, it, it shallows. Uh, or you, you end up kind of holding your breath for periods of time without realizing. Yeah. Uh, sitting behind a computer, your breath will shallow very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so those are just some things. Um, and and what else? Yeah, getting out in nature is really important. Mm. Um, I've just had, a, as I was saying to you earlier, I've had a, a very busy, stressful kind of four to five weeks um, and caffeine has been a part of that and I know it's not a great thing for me. And so coming off that over the last five days has been really like, quite nice and I felt more relaxed yesterday than I had in quite a while. Yeah, amazing. Um, so yeah. I think it's just being aware of those things that get you into that space. Yeah. Um, and, and and having that, well, it's awareness, right? Being aware mm-hmm. of the things that take you into that bad headspace and then having that awareness of when it's like, okay, I'm not coming from my best place right now. Yeah. I'm not being the best leader I could be. Yeah. And in fact, what a, a good leader would do in that position is actually just unplug or mm. do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I can't be, you know, that guy for a day or so, or however long it might be. Mm. I need an hour, yeah. you know, to go and do what you have to do. Um, especially, you know, here at Found Space, like mm. <laughs> we're, we're helping people with their health. So um, it's important that we look after ourselves as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah. then we can best serve others. Yeah. I think I love that's that. part of leadership too. Love that. Uh, there's um, one of our... He's been uh, Dean Gladstone. Has he been on the podcast before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the power of breath. Yeah, 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 the power of breath. So check out that podcast, guys. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, uh, one thing that I'll, I'll pick up on there, I when I was uh, so I spent like thirteen years in retail, and I was with one retailer for like five years, and then I, I kind of left retail for just a short amount of time, and I came back and I went with another retailer, and and I kind of mo- I actually started kind of at the bottom again, but I moved up pretty quickly, and then. Uh, I got selected and there was a bloody selection process to do 
a it was called a, an MSD course, which stands for Management Skills and Development, right? Right. So this is the '90s, guys. This is the early '90s, and this course was it was pretty good. Like it was an in-house run course, but it was endorsed by Monash University. So you know, and there was a lot of leadership stuff in that, as yeah. you can imagine. And there was some really cool stuff that I, you know, that I learned from that and, and still apply to this day. And on that subject, one of the things that I learned is the simple phrase of think before you act. What are the consequences of what I'm about to do or say? So that can serve you so well. So, and it kind of just, you know, that's a really good lead on from what you were just talking about, right? And that can also be not just you know, what you're about to say, but what you're about to write. You write an email and it's like it's there forever, right? Uh, you send a voice message and it can be there forever. So just actually, and I found myself on, you know, thousands of occasions, right, where you can react, right? And that's a natural kind of, if, if something triggers you, you react and I've pulled the pin on so many emails and so many voice messages and so many like reactive conversations. I'm not to say that I haven't. I've, I've still reacted. <laughs> and, You're all human, man. You don't always get it right, okay? <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's just something that, that served me well. So think before you act. Yeah, I love that. It's actually really interesting, right? Um, last couple of weeks ago, I was lucky enough to do a, a BMW driving course Right. Oh, it was freaking cool, man. We'll 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 talk more about that off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in the morning, there was a brief by one of the instructors, right? And he said, he said, when there's adrenaline in your system, right? Because you're doing 170 k's into a, a pretty sharp right turn, and you've got to get on the brakes way later than what you used to. Mm. He's like, your hands will grip that steering wheel real hard, right? He's like, I can tell how stressed you are by how white your knuckles are. Right? Mm. So if your knuckles are white, you're not going to be making good decisions. And what happens when there's adrenaline in the system, i.e. you're in a sympathetic nervous system state, fight yep. or flight, you've got to survive, is literally your field of vision constricts, right? Mm. And all you do is focus on what's right in front of you, right? And in this case, it was a literal sense, right? The problem with that is when you're driving is you don't need to be looking right in front of you. You need to be looking where you want to go, which is around the corner. Because that's where you're going to point the car. Exactly, right? yeah. because you'll go where you're looking. And yeah. so if you're if you're stressed and you're really like pulling, he, he called it like squeezing the black out of the steering wheel, Yeah. you know, and you're so just staring in front of you because you're kind of scared or whatever state you're in, not a good state, he's like, you're not going to drive the car well and you're just, the car's going to go where you're looking, which in this case is right in front of you, which is why a lot of time people have, you know, crashes on the freeway and things because- mm. They're not thinking, oh, I can actually apply the brakes, look in my mirrors because I have time and turn if I have to. They're just going, holy shit, there's a car, there's a car there. And then they're in the back of the car. Right? Yeah. And it's no different with when you're in a stress state in a work environment or in a home environment, right? Or in your example, we're talking about the email there, right? Mm. Something happens, it triggers you, bang, you feel the vision and, and, and literally your thought process and your ability to think before you act and your ability to, to think what are the implications of me yeah. sending this email which is yeah. all in caps and probably a bit rude yeah <laughs> right <laughs> you don't think that you just want to get you you just you're in that state yeah right and that's when things can go wrong and so coming back to what we're saying it's like having that awareness to, to come out of that that state is is really powerful um and 
you know, kind of the, a, a really good trait of a good leader because you can, ah, oh, right, I probably don't need to send this email right now. Mm. <laughs> I can probably come back to this and I'll probably have a different view on it. Yeah. You know? and, and, and even if you're not in a stress state, I think any sort of action and, and uh, things that we're doing, it's healthy to, to just have that patience and come back to it a day later because your thoughts, your feelings, your, your state will be different. Yeah. Right. And so you'll have a different approach to it, mm. uh, whatever that may be. Mm. You know, if it's a call, if it's an email, if it's a conversation you need to have with someone. Um, so, yeah. 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 Love it. What else, Alex? What else? What other behaviors do good leaders demonstrate, do you think? I think, I think a good leader is, is themselves. I don't think they put up a, like a, I don't think they're trying to be anything. Mm. I think they're just truly themselves. And, and, in saying that, that means in all of their brilliance and in all of their flaws, right? And they're aware of what their flaws are and that's okay. That's them, Yeah, you know, and they're not afraid to be themselves. But also like I say that, I think a caveat to that is like from my experience, I've seen people being like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just myself. And what they're saying, that's actually just a story as an excuse to something that they could probably work on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's just me. It's like, well, you could change that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what I mean is they're just, they're authentically them um, and then they're, they're willing to be themselves and they're willing to show their flaws to yeah. others. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's another good good thing yeah um what else i don't know have you have you got some things you, you help me out here mate oh sure, sure. <laughs> i'll try <laughs> uh yeah it's, it's interesting we're covering a lot of these things i think adaptability and i think you touched on this before but adaptability to to be able to change because we're not like we're not the same person as like well, we are the same person but we're if we were doing the same things, Alex, as what you know, as, as you and I, as leaders in this business, if we were doing the same things as what we're doing four years ago, problems, right? Problems, yeah. right? So you've got to be adapted because I tell you, there's one thing that's certain in life: it's change, right? So if you don't change, and and it's not about like flipping like three sixty degrees, right? It's about well, it's one eighty actually, isn't it? Because <laughs> that's going the other yeah, way. Yeah. Um, it's it's not about that. It's about like being aware of the need to um, the need to kind of grow and develop, right? And that's what I mean by being adaptable, right? But also being able to kind of it's again it gets that get back to that awareness, like you got to be able to sometimes you have to be able to kind of just suddenly kind of pivot, right? Because of situations that that occur I think that's really important one of the things that I'm super passionate about in just in the workplace and this is something that, that we've been working on at found space is actually like catching people doing something right so the natural kind of human instinct seems to be uh to catch people to um, doing something wrong effectively where you have to correct behaviour, right? And yes, there are times when you have to correct behaviour. However, isn't it more important to focus on the good behaviour that people are demonstrating, right? Because, Alex, as I think you've mentioned in the podcast before, what we focus on... Expands. Expands. So that is something that can be super powerful. And... Now, whether now again, whether you're you're someone that's in a leadership position or not, right? Like the person that's sitting or standing or working next to you, if they're doing something good, right? 
like tell them they're doing something good, right? Because they're going to feel good, you're going to feel good, and they're going to be more inclined to repeat that behavior. So that is like one of the key things that kind of goes like through my head. Like what is this person doing right? And, you know, I've recently moved uh, away from Melbourne and uh, and I sit in the uh, our New Zealand office and, you know, it's me, myself and I. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm constantly catching myself doing something right <laughs> and, you know, giving myself the pat on the back. <laughs> However, one thing that I miss uh, by not being in the Melbourne office, which is our, you know, our head office, our HQ, global HQ here, Alex, at Melbourne, Melbourne Found Space, is that opportunity to be able to just be here and, see some of the really cool stuff that that people do and, you know, say, you know, hey, Jamie, I just love the way that you spoke to that person on the phone. Mm. Uh, and that actually leads me to uh, I think it might be worthwhile kind of just sharing our, you know, the feedback system that we use here at Foundspace because yeah. I think that it's like it's super, it can be super powerful mm. and it's about, yes, recognising people when they're doing something right. However, that doesn't happen all the time and sometimes you've got to speak to people about, you know, behaviour which is not ideal and, you know, perhaps not in line with uh, with the values. And Now, whether whether it's your values at work or whether it's the values that you kind of live by at home. So would you like to kind of unpack that yeah, for, absolutely. For, the, for the listeners? I love the feedback system actually. It's um, it's a great way to, to yeah, have a, a more challenging conversation um, but it kind of – it still can be uncomfortable, but it kind of takes the sting out of it. So the first thing is asking for permission, right? So can we just go back before you get into that? Drama so, triangle? Please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, what often happens um, in a workplace or, or wherever it might be is, you know, I'll come to you, Bruce, and I'll say, hey, Bruce, mate, bloody John, you know, he always does this. He never does that. Right. Always. Does he do it all? Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he's always doing this. He's always doing that, right? So in that moment, I'm playing the victim, right? And and John is the bad guy. And John's not in the room. Right. He's not here. I'm just talking to you about it, right? And I'm wanting you to be like the persecutor. Um, And... And so what we've created there is a triangle, right? Really, my, my beef's with John. So I should probably just talk to John about it, mm. right? But I'm talking to you because I'm wanting you to come save me, right? It's not fun for anyone, you know? We've all been in instances like that. Um, I certainly have a lot over the journey um, being um, the business owner here and, and in other areas of my life, you know? And it's called a drama triangle for that exact reason because – my beast with John, I'm coming you to try and get you to talk to John to fix it, right? I'm creating a triangle between the three of us and what sits in the middle of that triangle is drama, Yeah, right? Yeah. And so the feedback system is a way to remove the drama triangle, right? So I come to you and I say, Bruce, bloody John, he does this, he always does that, never does this, pain in the ass. And you say, thanks, thanks for sharing, Alex. I think you should give John some feedback, <laughs> right? Because I can't do anything about it, right? And so- I go to John and the first thing I'd do, uh, there's a four-step process. First thing is I'd ask for permission. Hey, John, how are you going, mate? Oh, yeah, not bad. I'd say, John, um, can I please give you some feedback? Sure. <laughs> right, you're John now, right? Yeah. Um, this is the role play. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can I give you some feedback? And John will say yes or he might say, um, oh, I'm busy, whatever. 
ultimately what you don't want is a no because mm. <laughs> it's like you, you have to be open for feedback. Mm. Um, That's when you get back to the cultural thing. Yeah, right? like, like the team have to be on board with this process. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Or, or, or your partner or your family or yeah. whatever it is. Mm. Right? Um, and so ask for permission. Yes, cool. The second part is, is the facts, right? Yep. And this is where um, many people can go wrong yep. sometimes when giving feedback um, is they'll, they won't have the facts. And so, or they'll use uh, what's called an absolute. Mm. Now, absolute is one of the most powerful things I've actually learned this year. And an absolute is saying, oh, uh, you always do this or you never do that. You know, uh, Bruce, you're always late, mate, always, you know, um, or you never do this anymore, mm. right? And the nature of an absolute means it's absolute. There's, there, there's by saying that it's as if there's no question and as soon as someone hears that then they're just going to find the one time that that wasn't true absolutely so they're not listening anymore they're disengaged mm. and they're just going okay well no i was on time that one time right yeah so absolutes we want to avoid when giving the facts and just generally we want to make sure we have the facts right yeah and so what you're doing there alex is you're actually focusing on the behavior you're not focusing on the person and i think that all the personality right yeah. you're not you're not also not saying hey alex you know no no like you're a bloody idiot you're always late yes right? yeah <laughs> exactly so the the facts are a real um objective truths you yes. know um, bruce in relation to the call that you made yesterday you were talking with jenny about her car that had been crashed into right that like there's no questions about that that's what happened mm. there's no opinion right opinion would be oh that call where you spoke with jenny and you bloody abused her right that's just me thinking it was abuse yeah right yeah. so the facts are nice and clean right so they're they're indisputable you can both agree that those are the facts right and then the third step is the feedback right so whatever that might be and the feedback um one of the great ways to, to give it is in alignment with maybe in a business, like a set of values yep. that you have that sit across the business, yep. right? So if I heard you talking to Jenny and let's say you you, you just kind of said, oh, Jenny, you, you know, your car's been crashed into. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> That's not very good, is it? You know? Now, mind you folks, we're talking about a negative here. This could be a positive. It could <laughs> be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it could be that, and and I would I'd say, well, you know, in relation to the call that you had with Jenny yesterday about a car crash, um, um, I felt like it wasn't handled as best as it could, and it wasn't in alignment with our value of of, of family and, and treating our customers like family because you just laughed her off the phone, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. And you, you didn't try and resolve it with her, right? This is a crude example, but you get the idea. Mm. Um, and so. So the feedback is where you give the feedback. Um, and then the fourth step is, is, is like, okay, cool. That's the feedback. Great. Bruce, you say, thanks for the feedback. Yeah. I say, cool. Yeah. And then we say, okay, so the fourth step is, is future. So in the future, like what can I learn, me being Alex? Uh, what can you learn, Bruce? Yeah. You know, and what can we perhaps do differently, mm. right? And it's an opportunity for us to just accept, oh, I've gotten this feedback that, that wasn't very exciting, but... I've gotten it for a reason. Mm. So is there something that I can do differently or is there something that we can learn, right? And it might be I can learn that we need to do more training on how to handle those customers. Um, or it might be, say it was some good feedback, right? Uh, Bruce, you had that conversation with Jenny. I said it was amazing. You really cared for her and looked after her and and what can we do in the future? I think um, we can 
we can, you know, use that as an example to help teach yeah, other people exactly. on yeah. how to have mm. those challenging conversations. That's what I love about that fourth step. It's about yeah. even if it is some some positive uh, feedback, it's an opportunity to, you know, perhaps further develop that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, it's like a four-step process, permission, facts, feedback, and then future. Yeah. Right? And And the beautiful thing about it is that when you are giving some, challenging <laughs> feedback mm-hmm. or let's just call it negative right yeah um it's still actually an opportunity to improve yeah right and it's a safe way to give feedback you know yeah. and i've even used this in my personal life and it it just kind of it's just kind of nice and methodical and 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 it's just a nicer way to deliver that but ultimately you learn something about it and here's the thing with the feedback process is that it's actually really for the person giving it, right? Because something will happen in the workplace or at home and it gives you, you oh, you get that like negative feeling mm. in your gut. We are talking mm. about the gut earlier. Mm. And it's a way to, uh, to share that with the person and perhaps make them aware of something that they perhaps weren't aware of, mm. right? Um, but then I can get that energy out um, or the person giving the feedback gets that energy out. Um, it's in the air, we've spoken about it, cool, we're aware of it and now we can move on. Yeah. Instead of me just kind of harboring on on it for time, you know, and then it happens again and we haven't spoken about it and it all gets a bit kind of awkward and a bit yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm also, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm with you on that, uh, on the absolute, like it's one of the most powerful things that, and even when, you know, if I'm having conversations with, you know, with uh, clients and customers, like I, I'm just really conscious of that, of, of yeah. not using absolutes. Like, you know, sometimes and, you know, many of our customers yes. or some, you know, sometimes it's like those sorts of things uh, is because then you're not, it's, it's just such a better conversation because it triggers. There's, yeah. It triggers something in people's minds when totally. you use those absolutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm huge on it. it all across my life, all across yeah. <laughs> my entire life, <laughs> um, I am really aware of it now. Yeah, and and really try and, and um, take absolutes out of my conversation. Mm. Yeah, it just softens it in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that's a, a been a really big thing for me this year. I love it. Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, was there anything else, Alex, that that kind of was come to mind, or what are you? In terms of leadership, just in terms of leadership traits. Mm. Um, no, i th- I think that's I think that's a good list. I it mean, is a pretty I, good I, list. I hope some people out there have got yeah. their own list as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, look, coming back to what I uh, – and I'm just going to summarise on, on like a couple of other things that I also find really powerful. But this is uh, – what you guys do with this, for those that are listening, is entirely up to you, right? And whether you get some value out of it, again, that's, that's, up, that's also up to you. But if, you know, uh, we actually at the start of the podcast, you know, we said – you know, kind of what, what is our intention? And uh, my intention was, you know, if, if I can, you know, inspire somebody to step into leadership, and that doesn't mean that you have to step in to be, you know, leading a team of 50 people, just step into your own leadership, then, you know, then my job is done. Now, whether that's one person or four people or, mm. you know, that's great. So hopefully, you know, this has given somebody some some value and, and some inspiration to actually just, just go and do something. Mm. I had one more question. And, and so say we've got a list of, you know, the things that we attribute with leadership and whatever. 
Is there a process that we can go through to kind of see the areas that we think we could improve upon or the areas that we can, yeah, work on as like a, a good place to start, you know, to kind of help improve our leadership in some areas? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so one of the things that uh, that we did, you know, with our uh, leadership team earlier yeah. in the year was um, – so I, I think there's there's two there's actually two ways. So if you're if you want to run a little kind of session with your leadership team, it's actually like getting the team firstly to you know to identify what are the behaviours that good leaders demonstrate, which is kind of we've you know we've touched on a few of those today. So we've given you a few good uh, few good <laughs> hints there. And yep. It's not hard to Google it either. <laughs> uh, and then and then as a team, get them to. And this depends on the size of the team, but let's just say, like with us, it was you know there was a group of I think there was six, six of us, us yeah. right? And we then we together we kind of we worked out, and then we then got we then kind of identified like what are the top ten or something like that, right? And then as individuals, like everybody spent you know ten or fifteen minutes, kind of like identifying those like actually looking at those areas and and saying okay so what am what am i really good at right so on a scale of 1 to 10 right and what am i really shit at so then we actually workshopped as a group so I can't remember exactly what they were, but let's just say it was something like, well, patience. You brought yes. that up earlier, yeah. right? I remember that was one where I was particularly yeah. like, I need help. <laughs> That's probably why I brought it. Yeah, so, yeah. so then as a group, and it was a small group, like, you know, you identified patience, Alex. Then as a group, we, we kind of, we workshop that together. And, okay, so, you know, how can you demonstrate more patience, right? Uh, and it can be whatever it is. So whatever it is that you're sharing, let's work on those three things that you don't think you're very good at. And again, that's self-awareness. And it's about creating that safe space for people to be vulnerable and to kind of just stick up their hand and say, you know what, I'm actually, I'm really good at this and this and this, but I'm kind of shit at this and this, right? I need some help, right? Uh, so that's one way that you can do it as a as a kind of small group. If there was more of, you know, if you had a group of, a larger group of leaders, you would kind of split them off into, you know, kind of groups of, you know, perhaps three or four or something to kind of workshop those things themselves and then just come back and, you know, perhaps kind of summarise what they kind of worked on. What we're going to do today with the with our greater team is is kind of a little different because, you know, not everybody's in a leadership position per se. However, as we spoke about at the start, being able to kind of lead yourself is, you know, that's where, you know, personal development comes from, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to get, we're going to split them off into smaller groups and get them to identify um, some leadership behaviour, what they think, um, you know, good leaders demonstrate, what behaviours good leaders demonstrate, and then get, you know, perhaps one or two of those groups to actually, like, talk about, not only talk about them, but what they can do themselves to start um, to demonstrate that behaviour themselves. What sort of work can they do? Like what sort of actions can they take to actually you know, like kind of step into that, you know, a little bit of leadership themselves. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun little little exercise. You know, there's – how many of us, Alex? I don't know. Like, it'll be like, uh, be like 20 in yeah, the group 20, or something. Yeah, yeah. 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 10 yeah, or 20. That's a big <laughs> no, 19 or 20. 19 or 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so that's, I, I think, one way that you can do it. Mm. And that, that's, I, look, you know what? I don't think it's a hard thing to do, 
right? You don't like you need to do a bit of like for the person facilitating that session, you need to do a little bit of research yourself. So you know, you've got an understanding, right? And you're going to need to help perhaps prompt people to come up with some of these behaviours, right? Like there's a whole bunch of like things I could just read through right now, right? Um, so yeah, that's and I think that'll be a kind of fun exercise. Yeah, yeah. I love that, and and what I love about that as well is it. it it can be in the workplace, but it can also be at home with a family. Yeah, you know? and 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 the real the real nugget there is is when everyone has that moment of self reflection and, and and says these are the areas of of, of leadership and, and and just general traits and values and virtues that I'm I excel in, but these are the ones that I could do with some help in. It's really like uh, I don't know. I find it a real compassionate moment because you see. Uh, you know, you share it with the people in your group and you see like, oh, they feel like they struggle with that. I struggle with that too, mm. right? Or they struggle with that. I don't struggle with that. But now that I know that, I can have a bit more compassion for them when they're struggling with that yeah. <laughs> in life. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, that's something that they're they're working on. And I love that. I think that's so powerful because it's a real honest it's vulnerability, right? They're yeah. saying, hey, this is something I'm not good at, you know? Mm. And then you can actually see that. And I remember when we did the session earlier in the year and um, a few of us had put down one thing and we're like, oh, <laughs> you struggle with that too, right? Yeah. Cool, yeah. I'm not going to be so hard on myself and I won't be hard on you when yeah. that thing's happening, you know? Mm. It's really um, quite a powerful exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that, that's that's one or a couple of ways that, that you can – and you get it – and it's also you, like there's so much knowledge out there, guys. Like, so it's I think any personal development book you can't really go wrong, right? Whatever it is, you know, there's just so many out there. Um, and you know, I know that you're you know you're a very big reader, Alex, when it comes to personal development stuff. And I, I'm kind of more of a, a big listener now. I used to be a big reader of personal development stuff, but I'm more of a big listener. It doesn't matter how you get it. Use your time wisely. Now, many of us, you know, may be listening to this podcast in the car and, you know, you're expecting- well, we've gone over 45 minutes now, so everyone's switched off. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 you know, we weren't too sure how long this was going to go for at the start. And Alex said, oh, you know, 30, maybe 45 minutes. I said, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's been good. It's but been but good. it has been fine, right? Yeah. Uh, but use that time, right? Use the time in, in your car, like, to, to listen to, you know, there's so much stuff out there. Like, you can listen to the, you know, to your breakfast show if you want, but if you want to grow and develop and you want to actually be a better version of yourself, you got to do some work. Totally, man. And put aside some time each week, even if it's just an hour of, like, mm. time where you, you, you just go into your own place, your own space, and you've just got an hour to just consider some of this stuff, mm. right? If you do that an hour a week, your life is going to be very different in hour six months. Power, Alex. An, an hour of power, exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. And so that that's a really important thing. And and like you said, if you're someone who wants to develop and experience more in life, because ultimately that's what this stuff helps with. Yeah. Um. Just put that time aside. Yeah. It's yeah. a really powerful thing to do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. Let's wrap it up. Yep. This has been awesome. Thank oh, you so much. I've had so much fun. <coughs> yeah. And I can't believe we're going for more than 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could leave us with uh, one thing or some form of, of wisdom to leave the listeners with, what would it be, Bruce? Wow. Um, one word of wisdom would be be yourself. 
that's something that has, you know, it's probably taken me like a long time to kind of step into that space. But do whatever. The more time you spend on being yourself, uh, it's, it's authentic, 100%. Just be authentic. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably it. That's the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. I, I don't think this will be the last time you're on. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes.